Ozzy is the world. Hi everybody, Chris Gathard here. Welcome to another episode of New Jersey is the World, your weekly celebration of all things New Jersey. Culture, history, people, places, things, nostalgia, all the good stuff. We're happy to be here. So happy to have you with us. Thanks so much for supporting the show. It continues to be fun a few years in. And that's all we're asking for. Thanks to everybody over at patreon.com slash New Jersey is the world. Super cool of you uh, to be a patron. Hope everybody at the Turnpike tier enjoyed last week's live stream where we talked about the unfolding politics that are revealing themselves around the Senate election with Tammy Murphy, Andy Kim, Larry Ham as the as the long shot. And all the different swirling ways this is showing up in New Jersey's machine politics and all this weird Game of Thrones maneuvering that's happening all over the state right now. It was a fun live stream. Thanks to everybody who checked in on it. And uh, this week on the Patreon, we're going to have a, a what we are thankful for because it's that week. It's the week where you do things such as that. So we'll happily be breaking down the things that we're thankful for this year in New Jersey. And they will, of course, be Jersey-focused things that we are thankful for. I have to personally thank everybody who came out to my show at Miss Seeley's Blues in Turnersville uh, last Saturday. This was my Gloucester County stop on my ch- on my tour where I'm doing a show in every single county. Um, what a cool space and what an interesting show. And everybody who's there, so sincerely, thank you for being there. I think you could all feel it. It was small. It was intimate. In some ways, it was a little strange. But also we all got to connect on an individual level and it felt like we were, um, I felt, I felt so great. You know, I go to the shows and I, I, I kind of poke fun and I'm up in uh, Bergen County and I'm poking fun about Bergen County stuff. I go out, you know, to Union County and I'm making fun of Route 22 and this and that. And I started kind of doing that shtick and I could feel that the audience was a little tight and I could feel that the Gloucester County audience was like, I don't know. North Jersey makes fun of us enough. And we, and we kind of had a chat about that. And it was very cool. And I have one more show this year. It's in Woodstown, New Jersey on the 25th, which is this upcoming Saturday. And the ticket sales are so low that my agents asked me if I wanted to cancel the show. I said, I do not want to cancel the show. Part of this tour is that I will go to the places, even the places where I have not cracked open an audience or figured out how to get them there. But if by chance... You are near Woodstown, or you would like to take a ride to Woodstown on November 25th. I'll be doing a show at the Blue Moon Theater, and I think it's going to be a good time. And I hope you come out. And you can get tickets at chrisgeth.com. This week's episode, it tangentially ties into it being Thanksgiving week. Um, I talk about this in the episode, but it's a very silly idea. Where I've started to watch some cooking uh, clips... On TikTok, my algorithm is sending me cooking uh, videos. I don't know why. I'm not a cook. And specifically, uh, videos of chefs who watch other people and critique them. And I, I find it funny sometimes. But what I noticed is that a lot of the things that these chefs respond to the most is simple ingredients. Boil a dish down to its essential ingredients. And it got me thinking, what are the essential ingredients of New Jersey? Specifically... If we had to think of New Jersey as a big stew and each town has a different ingredient, whether it's a protein or a garnish or, 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 or seasoning, what are the essentials? What are the towns 
that are the essential ingredients of New Jersey. And had a lot of fun, messed around a lot. I have a feeling a lot of people on the Patreon are going to leave comments about this one. And if you have any comments or reactions, I would love to hear them. Make sure you call us up at 973-780-4660. That is our voicemail line, 973-780-4660. Tell me if you think we missed the mark, if anything we said was off base, if there's essential ingredients that, that need to show up in this list next time that we missed out on. Anyway, what a joyous, fun episode. What a good year it's been. We are thankful for all of you. Enjoy your time in Jersey, everybody. Enjoy the holidays. Take care of the people you love. Connect. Take care of yourself. Anyway, enjoy the episode. Hi, everybody. Chris Gethard here. Welcome to New Jersey is the World, where we discuss all things New Jersey. Coming at you on a Tuesday night, so if my pager goes off, I will have to run and we will have to cut this recording short. I just about an hour ago, I won't say I went on a Twitter rant, oh but Pete Genovese put out a really incredible article you have to read about life in mobile home parks around New Jersey, what some people have called trailer parks over the years. Some, some are trying to change that name. His article lays out how some are embracing it, but about this sort of very dense state where trailer parks exist. And I think it's beautiful. And then I put out a thing that said the New Jersey Hall of Fame if you don't put Pete Genovese in there, it's a bullshit Hall of Fame. And I stand by that. And that's about how I want to start tonight's episode. <laughs> Mike D, is there anybody you think needs to be in the New Jersey Hall of Fame? This is not what the topic is. It's just a good way to say hello. Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. I think he is oh, yeah. an incredibly underrated actor. Really. everything. I, I just happened to watch catch him man. in something. Watch and safe, everything man. I've ever seen him in, he is just a, a fantastic actor. He's great. And- He's great. I just you and know. Station Agent is one of is the amazing. most New Jersey movies of all time. Yes, truly. Oh. Nikki Bonaduce, who deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, who's not in there yet? Oh, I don't know. Uncle Floyd is a fair answer. That's still on the table. Uncle Floyd, but you know who deserves to be in there? Who's that? Chris Hollywood Gether deserves Thank to you so be much in there. For saying it. I didn't want to be the one to say. I know it. somebody's got to toot your horn, buddy. Now, today's one of those days where the text goes out. Does anybody have a show topic for tonight? Do what do we have lined up? And I just go, I got one, and then I don't say anything about it because yeah, nobody says anything. It's funny because I am the overall organizer of this project, but Mike D is the truly organized one. Mike D is the one who does all the episodes people like that are like, here's uh, here's all the discontinued corporate logos made by New Jersey <laughs> companies that were abandoned between 1960 and 1982, and every nerd out there is like, yes. And we're and we're non DOT compliant. Yeah, and then every nerd who listens to the show is like, yes. And then I'm the one who farts out the nonsense, and that's what tonight's is. And then everybody hates me for being. Everybody hates you. Are you kidding? I've been out in public with you recently. You're like the mascot of New Jersey because of this show. That doesn't mean everywhere I go, people bring you up. Do I get a fuzzy head? Do I get a fuzzy head cover mask? A fuzzy head cover? Get, oh, like, like a, a mascot? Yes, yeah, to be like a mascot. Yeah. I would love if that. If you, if we made a, a plush Bonaduce head of your oh, head that you so had to good. wear over your head to be the mascot. I'd be even better. It would be like you, the Seton Hall Pirate, <laughs> and the Rutgers Scarlet Knight all dancing at midcourt at the basketball game. Black t-shirt, blue jeans. And then just a larger version of your own Shit kickers made out of foam. And I might have to version. commission oh that God. as your Christmas gift. I might have to make that out of paper mache. Anyway, tonight's topic. I'm excited about it. It's real simple. But we're going to get to argue and be dummies. So, 
I don't mess around on TikTok too much, but when I do, I very much understand why people say that it has an algorithm that somehow mysteriously figures you out. <laughs> and one thing it's been showing me a bunch of that I didn't even know I would find so satisfying is videos of chefs watching uh, amateurs cook. That's fucking. And very often they are driven nuts. There's this one guy, chef's reaction, chef reactions, who I think is very uh, genuinely a very funny guy. And there'll be like nonsense and he goes crazy. And that's the bullshit. That's like, here's somebody dumping uncooked pasta into a pan with like a mountain of cheese and then a bunch of captain crunch. And he's like, this is just social media clickbait. It drives them nuts. makes me laugh very hard. But I've noticed that very often in the positive reviews on these types of videos, who they will wind up watching is an elderly person cooking, like someone's grandma that that their grandchild is putting them on TikTok, or you know, some an old Italian guy in Italy, and they're not professional chefs, but the professional chefs have this reverence for these older cooks huh. and what they do, and what they very often point out is that there's a simplicity to cooking that older generations went with, and and chefs kind of bow down at that altar. Um, whereas the new school TikTok clickbait stuff will be, here's a thousand ingredients that you can put in the same casserole tray and then air fry it. And it's just a pile of garbage that's going to give you diarrhea, you know? <laughs> the old stuff is like they're making pasta and they're, you, you know, they're, it's flour, it's egg, it's egg yolk, it's water, it's salt. And they're rolling it out with a roller to make their raviolis. And that roller's been in the family for 70 years. And it's a handful of essential ingredients and simple tools. And there's reverence for it. And it really strikes me. And it got me thinking about this. If we had to boil New Jersey down to the essential ingredients, what are the towns that are the essential, the essential ingredient towns of New Jersey, meaning if we lose all the repetition, all the redundancy, all the towns that maybe don't bring much to the cultural table at the forefront, what are the towns that are the essential ingredients of I New have Jersey? them already, then I'm not going to talk the rest Nixon of the episode. got some options already. Do we like this topic or no? This is, I don't know. This is, go this so is great directions. and difficult. We can go with something else if we I want. I love it. I love it. Okay. It's too difficult. Like, you've been to all the counties. You know how many counties there are? I mean, like, if you were going to be real vague, you'd say, like, Newark, fucking Cannon and Trenton. Like, that was it. And you fucking blow up the shore and everybody else. You'd be like, all right, just take those people. And that's, like, the main ingredients. But it does bring up the the feeling of you bring up these sections. Once we bring up a city. That's it. Do we need all the cities? Or is there an essential that's city that we can lose the rest as redundant ingredients? When we bring up the shore, what are the essential shore towns? And what are the ones that... Maybe it would be redundant to include them. So Nick, no flavor wants to taste like another flavor. So the go. other flavor is always going to be pissed off. Once so that's we have it. our savory, we have our savory. Once we have our sweet, we have our sweet. When we've got our garnish, we've got our garnish. When we've got our seasonings, we've got our seasonings. And that's it. Basically, if you shrunk New Jersey down to the essential elements, what are the places you would say need to be included for it to still be New Jersey? Nick, you had some towns jump to mind right out of those, the gate. Those are like, you immediately jump to like the major cities, capital city, Newark, and then you go down Camden, you have Trenton, right? 
the seat of the capital, whatever. Are these ones you're naming as, as your choices? Uh, I'm naming as like, if I were to immediately think of New Jersey and like, what are the main ingredients? So let's say I'm with authority. So you're saying Newark? Let's say like, okay, the salt, pepper, and whatever oil you want to use to start marinating your meat or whatever the fuck you're eating are going to start with those three essential ingredients. Say them again, and let's see if we all agree. Okay, Newark, Newark Camden, Camden, and Trenton. Newark, Camden, Trenton. Mike D, would you agree with all three of those? I'm going to I'm going to disagree, actually. <clears throat> so if, if we're boiling... Wow, 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 wow. I'll just preface this by saying my, my love for and unabashed support <laughs> for Newark is well known on this podcast, constantly brought up. But if the point of this exercise is to boil it down to what is the quintessential, the essential Newark City, you've got to go with Patterson. I'm sorry. Wow. That is the Patterson is the new wow. Patterson. That's fair enough. If we're distilling things down, it's it's wow. kind of got it feels like the most okay. It has the most identity in some ways. I think Patterson's too slanted swords towards one ethnic group now, whereas Newark is still diverse and always has been. That would be my argument with Patterson. I don't know if that's. I don't know if I agree. And my argument against uh, Trenton and Camden is that they're geographically close and heavily influenced by Philly. But I'm, I, I'm using the analogy. I have to say, this is already a better episode. I thought this was a decent topic, and this is already better. To hear Mike D, who is a an outright champion of Nork as like a cultural hub that people need to embrace, immediately say, I don't know if Nork is essential to the New Jersey experience. It's fascinating to me. But I agree. If we have Nork, do we need Patterson? Those are the two big North Jersey cities, right? So if you want a North Jersey city, it's one or the other. Mike, what is it that you say? So Nick is saying that Newark represents diversity a little more, whereas Patterson is focused on a few ethnic groups, uh, and therefore it's a little more representative of North Jersey. Why do you say Patterson over Newark is part of the Jersey experience? If the idea of this is distilling it down, right? This, the, the basic story of every New Jersey city going back 200 years is this, right? There's some type of big industry that really makes sense for that city, Right. And then that industry sort of builds up that city. And over time, that industry, you know, kind of disappears and the city slides and changes into something else that is non industrial, but still pretty cool. And that's why I think Patterson, right? It was revolutionary war times. They've got the falls, they figure out how to make a bunch of mills, right? It turns into, you know, a place where they're making textiles and a whole bunch of other stuff you know, after that. And now through then, now it's kind of morphed into an entire second, third, fourth generation people who, who've moved in there and kind of kept the city really cool, even without that industry. Every time I visit there, I, I really like it. It's got all the different restaurants you'd find. It's got the historic stuff, right? You've got the Great Falls and some cool museums. You've got art. And I'm not saying it's better than Newark, but I'm saying Nork is complicated and gigantic, and it's a lot of different things. Where if we're just trying to get the essence of a New Jersey city, so, I feel like this is this is it for me. I'll put I'll put out here. I'm going back and forth in my head. I will say in in some ways, the Nork Nork has such gravity that in some ways Nork is the Nork experience not the New Jersey experience. And I think that's a problem. I think it's, I would change my Newark declaration to, wow, 
to have Jersey City Trump over Newark because it's even more multicultural and uh, but Jersey City doesn't you know affected by gentrification and all the other bullshit that makes New Jersey New Jersey. I could see Jersey City showing up on this list separate because when we immediately go, well, is it Newark, Tri- Newark, Patterson, Trenton, or Camden? Right? All right, so here's a, here's hold the on, first hold on. thing. Let me finish the thought. Oh, go ahead, sorry. I do think those four cities represent something, and Jersey City does represent something different at this point in history. I think Jersey City is now officially moved on from that conversation that Nork, Camden, Patterson, and Trenton still get lumped together as the, oh yeah, you know, Jersey City, let's face it, more city commuters, more gentrification, more- it redeveloped itself. Condos, man. more upper middle class white. Nork, Camden, Patterson, Trenton, we all know represents still more the immigrant experience, the person of color experience, and the cities where the suburbs- have not totally reintegrated into supporting them as part of the ecosystem experience, which I've shouted about so much on the show, which is Jersey City, separate than that. But I do think having to choose between Nork, Patterson, Camden, and Trenton as the essential Jersey City. Oh, that's impossible. You can't narrow it down to one. We have to. That's my argument. We're recording a podcast. It's not after down to one. You're asking for the essence of. You don't have, you don't have chicken and veal. <laughs> All right, so first thing then, start with the top five or four. So I went out there with three, and I and I, uh, you know, associated with like a, a seasoning or something, right? And then the bigger problem is this: there's a city, there's a major city or county seat in every county in New Jersey. Everybody feels special about where they live, how they associate with their identity in that place. So nobody's going to be happy, no matter what the fuck you say. So of course, you have but to that take is a the giant, premise of the show. You have to so take we a have giant to just through and do New it. Jersey salad, and you just everybody's going to have salad, and you're going to be fine. Problem is, we're 12 minutes in, and we have to go an Sorry. hour, so I, I need know. you to commit just to the listen, bit. And we this need is to never going to end. This Don't explain four, to me why it's not going to work. This is the New Jersey of the world 14-part series. And when people get mad, they get mad. I think, I think the first step is a good one. Nork, I don't think it's Trenton. Even though Trenton's the state capital, I think we all know. And listen, Trenton's fascinating. Uh-huh. And you read about Trenton. I don't believe it. It's a really fascinating place. But I don't think, I think a lot of it is state workers who go in during the day, leave at night. I think it's its own thing. Outside of being the state capital, I don't think it would be throwing haymakers in the Camden, Patterson, Nork conversation. So I'm going to suggest that we knock Trenton off this choice and say that if we're building a chicken parm, what's the chicken? Is it Nork, Patterson, <laughs> or Camden? And I think maybe because of our North Jersey bias, it might come down to Nork or Patterson. The chicken is New Brunswick. Well, New Brunswick is a whole other thing that we have to discuss later. That's one of my votes for... New, New Brunswick is my fat there. An essential New Jersey ingredient. But right now we're just choosing the chicken. And I think it's coming down to Nork or Patterson. Are we ready to commit to Patterson? Glad I ate before this. I'm ready to commit to Patterson simply because I'm not. The Nor- Nork is too complicated and too many different things An to be distilled down to the. But that's what makes it so it great. Is, I'm not saying it's not great. It is great. It's amazing. But what I'm saying is if we're trying to. If an alien <clears throat> were to come down right now and you want to be like, hey, what's the... You're going to send them to fucking Patterson? Well, yeah, you're fucking mind? Yeah, go to, Car- <laughs> go to Carado's Market and uh, go get lost in there for well, a Nick, minute. Nick, Nick, well, Nick. Well, that's- Nick, take a breath. I would say this. I know, I'm just joking. Nork, think, there are dramas that unfold in Nork and there are 
aspects of Nork. Of course. That will always be unto Nork in a way but that makes the Nork experience the Nork experience. I, I would that. argue. Let I me get finish. what Mike Let me said. finish. Go ahead. I would argue that Passaic County's connection to Patterson is a little bit more of a uh, two-way experience than Nork's relationship with Essex County. So in that sense, maybe the ecosystem holds true. Um, I, I made my statement, and I understand what you guys okay. are saying. And I, I think I understand Let's what table. Mike's trying to say in regards to Patterson as being like, it's kind of held its identity even though different ethnic groups have come through and resettled. And even though it might be predominantly one or two or three ethnic groups or groups of people right now as as opposed to like Newark, which is very complex, like you're saying, and, and, and it was is different. But somehow Patterson has maintained this identity of itself because of its connection to its Let's table it. It's, in, uh, it's more getting heated. Way. I'm yelling. Sorry. I apologize. No, it's not heated at all. I'm just trying to... Let's bring it back. I, I think, Nick, because it came up, I will put out there, I would argue that New Brunswick is an absolutely essential ingredient. Hmm. I think between... The state university's largest campus being there between Robert Wood Johnson and New Jersey's connection with the pharmaceutical industry being there, the history dating back to the Revolutionary War, and perhaps most importantly, the fact that it is the hub where kids from all corners of the state go to grow up together. And it's very often where the first place where North Central, the shore and South mix. I think it's an undeniable ingredient. I don't know if you guys would agree. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah, you have to give it the nod because of I agree Rutgers being there. That is, yeah, you 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 need the prototypical college town, and I think for New Jersey that has to be New Brunswick. It's difficult to argue. So we've got either Nork or Patterson. Going to return to it when we've all been able to take a breath, but we're going to say that New Brunswick makes the list. I'm glad we're all in agreement on that. Are there any other towns or cities coming to mind? That you would throw out there. Atlantic City. Wow, 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 wow. Okay, okay, let's talk about it. Oh, shit. Mike, your thoughts, your immediate reactions. Definitely Atlantic City has to be on the list, but I we should make a distinction that because Atlantic City is a unique New Jersey thing, not because it's the prototypical shore town, which is a different conversation. But yes, I'm going to be Atlantic City has to be there. I think it offers. I'm going to be a squeaky wheel right here. Uh oh. Well, I'm going to say almost similar to Newark, I would say Atlantic City is the other place in this state where I go, Atlantic City is Atlantic City. It's still part of the state. And as far as the New Jersey experience, it's its own walled off ecosystem. You say that about everything. I've said it about two things. Yeah. Out of three, to be fair, but probably. That's like a, that's a very blanket statement I can say about I don't like, think there's you know, any other place in this state. I, I would think say Egg Harbor that. City is its own place unto its own thing because it's unique no, to itself. Because I okay. think if you pick up Egg Harbor City and put it in Delaware, it's different. I think if you pick up Atlantic City and put it in Delaware, <laughs> nothing about Atlantic City changes. Delaware bends around it. And I think there's truth to that. I think Atlantic City feels. I think Delaware is fucking Delaware. You know what I'm saying here. Sort of. Have you been to Delaware lately? But if you, you could put Atlantic City in Connecticut or Kansas, and Atlantic City is going to fucking Atlantic City. And in that sense, is it an essential New Jersey ingredient? I don't know. I don't know. It might be more like malt vinegar. <clears throat> it's not, mm. you don't need it on everything, but the things you need it on <laughs> don't up, you can't eat them without mm -hmm. it. Like chips in England. 
I assimilate Atlantic City as the Worcestershire sauce of I love this. Your life. I love this so much. I mean, I'm willing to consider it. I'm going to suggest maybe we see what other ingredients come up. All right. And then we return to the Atlantic City conversation. Because again, not too many places I would say that, but I think Newark and Atlantic City are two places where I go, those are big centers of gravity unto themselves in a way where I go, is that a part of the recipe of New Jersey? Or is it like, are they like the ultimate sides that could be a full meal? You know? If I were steak tartare, what New Jersey city would I be? I love that as a follow-up episode to this. <laughs> I do think we need to think of um, <laughs> one of the most Jersey things, and I think probably the predominant Jersey experience for the majority of citizens, not all of them. Most people who grow up here grow up in average down-the-line suburbs, right? We certainly did. West Orange falls into that category. If we have to think of the one that serves as the savory seasoning that represents all of New Jersey's run-of-the-mill middle class, you know, from lower middle class to upper middle class suburbs, we got to pick one. There's so many to choose from. Edison. You need a little masala. You need a little masala, baby. Okay. Edison, I would pick as the there you go. <clears throat> the, the, the baseline New Jersey suburb. It's kind of covers all the bases, right? From like slightly fancy to slightly downtrodden, kind of got everything in between, you know, and it's very just like Edison, right? I like that Route 1 slices right through it, which is a very New Jersey road. Ugh. I'll put out there because I think this one, I think we won't fight because there's a few options. I'm just going to go ahead and say Wayne is another great choice for this. It has the Willowbrook Mall, although Edison technically, I mean, Menlo Park is, I think, separate from Edison, but maybe contained within it. I think Menlo Park is technically part Matuch of Edison, like a of section Edison. of Edison. Part of the same yes. ecosystem there. So there's the Menlo Park Mall. I always think of Wayne like upper middle class. Wayne, But Wayne has the two high schools and it kind of Wayne is, Hills, you know, whichever Wayne, one goes Valley. to you. If you go to Hills or Valley, it really defines your experience. All those highways smashed together there and it has 46 going through it. Has some some lake communities within my line. Wayne, Edison. My line of thinking for Edison was, you know, if you're you're in you're in line at the movie theater or you're going to a concert and you start making small talk with the person in front of you, and if they say they're from Edison, that basically tells you nothing about that person. And to me, that's the litmus. If someone says they're from Edison, it could be if you're from Edison, it could be anything, right? Whereas if somebody says I'm from Short Hills. You can immediately judge them, you know, and a lot of other places in the state are like that. This is what I'm looking for. This is what I'm looking for. I would say that there's a couple other towns too, like Tom's River. Tom's River is a really good one. Other ones I might throw into this mix. Tom's River is a great choice for this. So many high school kids, so many high school kids. But if somebody tells me they're from Tom's River, I go immediately. I know your town has too many high schools and is really good at <laughs> little league baseball. And I know nothing else about the experience of growing up there. Yeah, people you meet from there are generally pretty nice and normal. I would say the fact that I can't really tell Sayreville and Old Bridge apart in any way puts ah, puts them in the no running. There's no need to. There's no need to. Puts them in the running for this. These are great choices. Wayne, Edison, Sayreville, Old Bridge, Tom's River. These are all really fantastic choices. Tons of high school kids. Cherry Hill. Cherry Hill, another great choice for this. 
This is going to be really hard to pick. I'm going to start writing them down because I love all of these options. I love all of these options we got. Summers Point. See, I don't, I don't know anything about Summers Point. Got to Google that shit, man. Yeah, I'm putting some of these options down. Edison. Do we have a random? Break out that random town generator, man. <laughs> I think these are fantastic choices. I mean, Edison's a great choice too, Mike D, because that town is also so large and spread out that it's full of all kinds of people. But it also famously in the past recent years has a really thriving influx of South Asian people, which is a huge um, a huge influence on Edison, especially in recent times. And also I think New Jersey's long time, I would say New Jersey is a long time state that has waves of immigrants that come move here as communities. I mean, certainly we are all three of us in touch with Irish between Mike and I, Italian with Mike, Greek with Nick. Like we are all representatives of waves of New Jersey immigrants and this being a landing spot. So the fact that Edison is also currently famously a landing spot for an entire immigrant community, I, while also having so many of the lame suburban aspects might make it the perfect choice. I don't, I don't think we, I mean, maybe cause you guys travel more, but I think most people here don't, I, I don't think we understand or take for granted our perspective on the fact that we're still in an area where we see new immigrants coming in here as opposed to other places where when new immigrants come in, it's like a big fucking shocking thing to them. You know what I mean? So we're still part, I feel like we're closer to, uh, we're still really closer to the American experience of, um, of, of this continuing thing going on, you know, as opposed to otherwise. So that, in general, that makes, and that's happening all over the state. And, but it is particularly like Edison, Island, those areas well, like, the, kind of thing. Going the on. other question, Jersey city for other ethnic groups, the other question about the, that I'm thinking of, of with the prototypical suburb is again, I'm thinking of the, the conversation when you're getting your coffee in the morning is, Oh, what, why did you move to Edison? Ah, good schools, taxes are low, not much crime, real estate isn't crazy. To me, those right, that checks all the boxes yeah. of why yeah, you want to live yeah, your life. People like a move human to being. a suburb, right? I like it. I'm becoming thoroughly convinced that Edison can be the representative for the Waynes and Tom's Rivers of this list. I also really like, you know, we've brought up Menlo Park. Edison also has a really amazing quality, which is that it's such a massive spread out and populated suburb that there's like a bunch of other suburbs that you're not sure if they're part of Edison or not. Like Menlo Park, I'm not sure. Metuchen's the donut hole of Edison, right? You've got Fords, which I have no idea if that's a neighborhood in Edison or its own town with its own zip code. Fords is a separate Fords is like a borough. It's yeah. like a borough. I know I I know Woodbridge is definitely separate from Edison, but I kind of associate them together. So in a lot of ways, South River. There you go. There you go. I I think I've become thoroughly convinced that Edison, between this suburban stretch, Route One, the fact that it's a proud home of an influx of recent immigrants, which is a, a real point of pride for Jersey throughout its history. The big light bulb is one of our great landmarks in the state, too. I, I think, yeah, I think. Edison should be. I think. Can we go unanimous on that? Sure, I'll go. I'll go Edison. I'll go all in on Edison. I'm not going to argue with that. I think it's the right answer. No fight. No fight. So right now we've got New Brunswick and Edison as two. I mean, those are also right next to each other. Is that a problem? 
heavy Middlesex County representation. I think, I think geography is kind of like a little well, bit. I think we got to start thinking so. about that as we spread it out. Um, and of course, we're going to return to Nork Patterson at the end. Just remember, we're listeners, I'm Atlantic the one throwing City. out the South Jersey names here. Okay, guys. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I would argue that perhaps the next point that we need to just tackle immediately is that this conversation will come down to what is the Jersey Shore town? Huh. It's too big a part of the state. Ah, uh, it's too hard. Two parts. If we only have to pick one, what's it going to be? What's that, Mike D? There's got to be, this one has to be broken into two, two answers because three. I would say there's the, wow, wow. the prototypical boardwalk type of Jersey Shore yeah. town. And then there's the prototypical yeah, quiet Jersey Shore town. And I think both okay. are essential ingredients, but they are not the same thing at all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But there's towns that are close to having almost True. both. Interesting. Interesting. This is going to be such a good fight we're about to have. We're all about to this start. Like four hours from now. I also feel like one thing I'm realizing in this episode is let's also commit that when we feel like we've really done the job and nailed it, that we say the dish we think it most resembles as far as a real dish off a menu. Does that make sense? Okay. Give us the first one. Like, like, Mine. do we look at this and go, this is a New Jersey chicken Parmesan with blank as the chicken, or is it more like this becomes like a, a Jersey pasta with nine types of seafood floating in it. You know, like when you do this exercise, what type of dish does it produce? A stew. Oh, you end up with jump up. A little bit of jump up. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Jump up. Um, so the Jersey Shore, what do we want to start throwing out? For the boardwalk towns, I, I've, I'm not sure which, but I think there's two to start with, which is Seaside and Wildwood. I feel like... Either one of those. Seaside, Point Pleasant, Wildwood. Seaside, Point Pleasant, Wildwood. Those are the three representatives. Those are the shores that people City. who have only ever seen the Jersey Shore. Ocean City might be the it. compromise. The compromise. Okay. Okay. Now, Nick, out of the three of us, you are definitely the one who's most acquainted with the shore from having lived in both Ocean and Monmouth counties, which Mike and I can't lay claim to. Why do you think Ocean City should be in the conversation with Wildwood Seaside? Ocean City is down in like Atlantic County, right? Isn't that? I think like, so, yeah. That's like way down. That's like different. It's still family orientated, but there's still like beautiful stuff to go do either there or you got the, the option. I, I'm a big, I'm a big fan. I think you're, I get the beach thing, but I think the best combination of like the shore is yes, having a good boardwalk, having beautiful beaches, but also having access to like the bay and the ocean, which will change your experience completely okay. depending on what kind of person you are. So I think that's it gets more complex, but like and like, you know, I love Cape May. I think there's all those beautiful backwater, beautiful wetlands and you know, that's great. But those places do exist other than there. You just have to know how to find them here in Monmouth and Ocean County. So you think it needs to be a town that has both ocean and bay access? I don't think it has to, but I think accessibility to the water on more than just a, like, I jump in the ocean and, like, surf and stuff. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but, like, I think that this, I think that shore is really, it, we're, we're maybe slanted in our representation of what the ocean and the beach mean to people. Sure. Especially people who live here and, Having accessibility to the water on, on uh, like boats and stuff like that is very much part of the culture in this part of New Jersey. So I think that, that I think that the bay, yes, and ocean access are important key factors. And so if you had to say the town that's the Jersey Shore representative of this list, or 
a Jersey Shore representative on this list, but perhaps the. What are you leaning towards first? Tom's River is a big one. I would say Tom's River. I know that sounds crazy, but it's like right there. You have on the bay your access to the ocean easy through Barnegat Light. So uh, it's also, uh, Rick, I mean, but as far as for everything with the beach and uh, the uh, boardwalk, I'll go Point Pleasant. I'll go Point Pleasant. My instinct is Point Pleasant as well because it's... Yeah, you have accessibility to all the waterways You got and beaches and boardwalks and bars. And hooliganism. You've got enough bars that it's still that Jersey City, but it's not the total drunken mayhem of Seaside and Wildwood. Right. At least when I was growing up. It's there up, if you want it. It's there if you want it. Pleasant to me when I was growing up was the like, if you want it to be a little bit crazy and fun, but you still want to bring your kids, Point Pleasant. Seaside and Wildwood felt a little bit like, you're not going to bring a toddler there after it gets dark. It's too crazy. It's too drunk. You're going to see people throwing up. But they do. <laughs> they do. But you know what I mean. You know what I mean. I know what you mean. Yes, absolutely. Are we willing to say that as far as the fun party, frozen custard, airbrushed shirts, uh, rides, and swimming, that Point Pleasant is right. our rep- representative? I would go with it. We've got water parks. Mike D? I'm, I'm going for it. Yeah, I'll... I can throw in with Point Pleasant. Um, Think about it for a minute, Mike. You don't have to commit yet. I was going to. I I felt like the the representative should be a little more over the top, like Wildwood or Seaside. But I I see what you're saying, Nick. That there is a slightly dialed back, more pleasant version of that, a Point Pleasant version of that, which I, you know it does have the boardwalk. So <laughs> hmm. boardwalk, the inlet's big. If you ever get a chance, go down there. Watch the boats coming in and out. Throw your pole in the water. Jump on a boat. Go swim in the ocean. Throw some skee ball. Have a beer. Eat a giant slice of pizza. Have some boardwalk fries. <laughs> then have a blowout and go home. Little skee ball. I think for, here's the type of towns. <laughs> we need one town that could be described as this, and I can't believe it's taken us this many years of doing this podcast. And maybe this is something someone else has gotten to before. Maybe one of you have said it and I forgot. <laughs> We definitely need one Jersey short town where you can have a little ski ball and a little ski box. Right? That's one go. type of Jersey that's, short town. Now that's a t-shirt. You got a little ski ball. You got a little ski box. That's one type of Jersey shore. Mike D, you're saying we need the other side of the Jersey shore, which is it's quiet. There, your family vacations there together. There's almost definitely a section of this beach that has an area protected for migrating birds. You're that's, <laughs> that's everywhere. That man. type that's of everywhere. Jersey. Yeah, I, the 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 quiet. So there, I mean, there is as most people listening to the show probably know by design. There is a ton of New Jersey shore towns that, for a whole bunch of reasons, sometimes they're economic reasons sometimes they're nature reasons sometimes they're just tricks of luck of fate zoning that remain quiet beach towns that do not have boardwalks right every restaurant shouldn't exist because it's terrible but you're forced to go there because you're in a quiet little beach town there's nowhere else to eat <laughs> um but there, there there are a whole bunch of those right off the top of my head long beach island is one Stone Harbor is another one that's like that. Now, big question that comes up is Long Beach Island, are we big you know what I'm about to say? Are we willing to consider Long Beach Island an ingredient or is it unfair because Long Beach Island has ship bottom, has Harvey Cedars, has and those are culturally different places in their own right and it might be a bit of a cheat. 
And people will get mad about that. But that's the same thing can be said about Atlantic City and Brigantine and all Margate and all those great little towns over there. And those are beautiful areas, too. It's Those are hard areas to break down, man. I've always had a hard time... And I know Long Beach Island quite well. I, I have a hard time breaking it down into those different little towns. I mean, really, the only thing that differentiates them is the slightly different, you know, stores and restaurants that they have. The beach is basically the same everywhere. Um, yeah. I wouldn't say that they're culturally very different at all. Well, I would. you just know, I mean, I haven't spent much time on LBI. You have, but I know... You, even from afar, you pick up pretty quickly. Oh, Harvey Cedars, that's where the people with real money have their houses. Yeah. Ship, ship bottom, those houses are expensive now, but a lot of those houses have been passed down for three generations in the same family. Yeah, there's a lot of that indigenous knowledge. Like when you're entrenched in a shore town, like you start to learn about things and people that isn't like advertised on like the town website, you know, and that's, that's every town in New Jersey. But of course, particularly in these shore towns where these like, we always joke about, um, you know, corrupt politicians and organized crime and stuff like these. These people that control these towns are worse than like organized crime. They are like the antithesis of, and that's entrenched and it's allowed to go on because otherwise these communities wouldn't like exist. It's kind of strange, but For like sure. it's really when you're when you get into those areas, it's worse than what you see in like the towns that everybody lives in all year long. And there's people watching people and accountability and shit like that. So. Those areas might be beautiful and look wonderful, but like sometimes they're the worst places in the world, you know? Can I suggest that we say, I think Long Beach Island as a representative is a beautiful thought. Can I say that maybe we say Ship Bottom only because Ship Bottom has a quality I like? Like Harvey Cedars feels a little bit more like, I'm not going to say gated, it's not gated, but a little bit more like you, you start to hear that. Ship Bottom is a little bit more the place where it's like, if you're in high school, you might have a friend that's like, you want to come to LBI this weekend with my family. The only thing is that technically it's still owned by my grandparents. So my uncle's family <sighs> is going to be there and I got these weird cousins and they're going to be there too. That's more there of a go. ship bottom experience than a Harvey Cedars experience, right? I think that's a... Yeah, yeah I would sure. say especially pre-Sandy. Yes, absolutely. So can we In Harvey Cedars and those other places, it's like, oh, this was my um, my father's first wives cousin's house and we all come yes. here on the weekends so that's, can we have it that's a complexity about can that. we have a uh, uh are we willing to commit to ship bottom with a tip of the hat to all of lbi but ship bottom is a little bit more of the culturally i think it's like just more i don't know ship bottoms uh, accessible and universal i think it's more yeah oh we can say ship bottom is more of the typical quiet jersey shore that lbi experience it, yeah okay i mean stone harbor is up there too but i think stone harbor is more in the of course stone harbor has a little more cape may dna to it which is another thing but and the idea of going to lbi we all know when you're in high school all over the state there's families that don't go to the shore there's families that go to the shore and then there's families that go to lbi and those are just slightly separate experiences and getting invited to you know like like, uh, for example, Mike, your family went to LBI growing up a lot. My family didn't really hit up the shore too much, but probably the, I think I've said this on the show, one of the most New Jersey. Were you a Sandy Hooker like me? No, I'm not a Sandy Hooker. And there's some concerns to that phrase. Uh, <laughs> I will say no, like one of the most Jersey, one of the most Jersey sentences I can say 
is that my friend Lenny's aunt had a house down Point Pleasant, so I used to go to Point Pleasant a lot, which is the most Jersey shit. My buddy Lenny's aunt had a house at Point Pleasant. But Mike, you used to go, and like there was a bridge you guys used to jump into, into a river you all called- In Potato River. In Potato River. And there were other families at West Orange High that were also LBI people, and I feel like you had a shorthand with some of those families because there's a bond of going to LBI specifically. So I think it's a really smart call. Yeah, I mean, we'd see those kids walking through the hall. I'd take one look at his rash and be like, oh, in Potato? Yeah, God, where'd you get it? In Potato River? Yep. Now, <laughs> Every time. I'm going to say that us isolating Point Pleasant and Ship Bottom as essential ingredients that represent shore culture is great. I'm going to throw in the monkey wrench though. Do we discuss Asbury Park as an essential ingredient well, of the New Jersey experience? Maybe it is now. I would. I was but. thinking about this just a second ago. I think there's probably a category which there has to be a representative of, which is quirky New Jersey town. And the ones that come to mind would be oh. Asbury Park, oh. Red Bank, Montclair, um, you know... Down south, you start to get into the Haddon Heights, Haddon Field, Cinnaminson uh, stretch, which right. Andrea has shown me is that same thing. Do we start to consider your Lambertvilles and French towns as part of this, the antiquing towns, or are they a separate conversation? Never forget Lumberton. Lumbert, Mike's Nick's throwing Lumberton in there. I'm just, that's a completely out there in the middle of fucking nowhere place. Yes. I think they would all be lumped. <laughs> I mean, they're they're all very different, but I think they all again coffee, coffee line conversation. Oh, what'd you do this weekend? Ah, you know, I went down to took the motorcycle down to Lambertville to look at old lamps, or you know, uh, I took the motorcycle down to Red Bank. We saw a show at the Count Basie, right? It's the it's a it's a town where you go because there's always an activity happening there, right? Well, yeah, Asbury's plus Asbury has Stone Pony and like all this has the music legacy, but the fact that right and it has this awesome rebuild, but then it also has the evil corporate end of it too that like which is coming on stronger and stronger. Yeah, but the which fact is like that Asbury really is a shore town as well does make it slightly different because Mike D, I know exactly what you're saying. Um, the Monc the Montclair Red Banks, some of these artsy towns. I, I you know I've been doing. My tour where I went and saw like Hamilton, which is in Atlantic County, the blueberry capital of the world, but is also like, oh, and there's this little downtown with a bunch of breweries and they have music passed through. And it's a place where if you're in that area, yeah, you can make, right? These are the town, the towns, let's shorthand it, the towns that allow you to not have to always go to New York and Philly for your, we got a babysitter and we want to do something, entertainment nights. Right, right. Correct. Damn. Damn, and New Brunswick is sort of one, but not the same. Mm. Not the same. No, I mean, you can... Um, why they want to stick me for my well, people? One, no, because the last time, which was very recently, I went to New Brunswick, I had to explain to my daughter why there were people drinking on a dr drinking on top of a roof at three o'clock on a Friday afternoon. So I don't think it has the yeah. same vibe as Lambertville. Yeah. So let's no. think, I mean, you have... Asbury Park, which has uh, the Stone Pony, House of Independence, RIP, our former home, which they just, I, I believe, are in Wonder, Bar, yeah. Wonder Bar. Wonder Bar. Wonder Bar. Montclair has the Wellmont. It also has the meat locker on the DIY end. It also has some theater. Um, Red Bank, obviously, with the Count Basie, multiple stages. 
This is a tough call, but I think you're right. These are also towns that we can say the surrounding area has both the surrounding areas have a love hate with them. And this is this is kind of like the cilantro of this of this recipe. Cause there's gonna be a lot of people that are like, you need the cilantro for it to be. Where's your sufferito now? But there's gonna be other people that are like, it tastes like fucking dish soap and I don't like it. But that's kind of Montclair's whole relationship with the rest of Essex County. That's kind of Red Bank with Monmouth County. Oof, this is tough. Those are the big two that come to mind in this conversation. Maple is Maplewood becoming one of these? No. No. Nobody's going to Maplewood with their free time. This is the West Orange anger in us about Maplewood's explosion. The the Oh, the you mean the city of regrets? <laughs> That's what it should say on the on the Maplewood town sign. The city, the city Mike, of regrets. You're going harder than you have in the past. Well, I mean, ass rape on your taxes. Oh, I, oh, oh we moved to Maplewood from from Brooklyn, and and it's so great. And then all those people do is complain about New Jersey and try to make it more like Brooklyn. That's why, literally, when you drive into That's a town, it's Montclair yeah. since we were kids. Though. Oh, That's been Montclair is a since we were different kids. thing, though, because Montclair is a, a animal. Montclair has always been a weird class thing. Yeah, and that's nothing new. I mean, that's going back sixty years. But Montclair also has that counterculture. Montclair has the counterculture pushback against the fanciness. I don't know that Red Bank has it, but I don't know that Red Bank has the reputation for it. I'm going to tell you one of the big differences that I noticed, and this is because I lived up there and I lived down here. And um, one of the things about, like, do I love those areas, Montclair and Maplewood? I think they're beautiful. We grew up around them, drove through them every day. There is this, okay, so you have a beautiful home, beautiful yard, but when you leave this beautiful home, beautiful yard, you still have to endure this terrible amount of hell to go anywhere. <laughs> and and this is like, I don't think people realize how much it means for your quality of life to not have to endure that during like, let's say your work hours or something. But like when you come home to your home and you still want to go out into your community and you don't feel like tormented, you know, like, oh, I have to go to the shop, right? And going to shop, right? Is like its own personal hell because you have to go down this road at a certain time. Like, well, it's so like, that's why I have a heart. I don't know. But Nick, these are also towns that are known for being walkable with great public transportation to the cities. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice on the 4th of July when you wave to your fucking neighbors <laughs> the one day a year. That's fucking great. You know what I mean? Like, whatever. Oh, let's go down and see the fucking nativity uh, at the fucking Methodist church or whatever. Well, for but a lot we're of not Montclair Methodist, people. but we want to see fucking camels walking around the snow. Who the fuck knows? Whatever. Let's let's all be honest, too. For a lot of Montclair people, July 4th is the one day they acknowledge the existence of Bloomfield, right? Because we all know that the market Bloomfield has the best fireworks in Essex County. So Montclair people descend from the mountain and acknowledge that Bloomfield exists. They're like, uh, should we Uber down there? Where are we going to park? We'll take the train. Bring the pepper spray, Matilda. It's Bloomfield after all. Leave your good monocle at home tonight. Wear the stainless steel one. <laughs> you know what they say about that IHOP on Bloomfield Ave. <laughs> Do they even sell reception down there if we have to call on that one? Holy cow. Phil Rizzuto's a cheap asshole. <laughs> Holy cow. Two skate. What was this? Oh, so we're clowning Montclair hard. Is this our Essex County bias? I will say this. I will say this. Every single stop on my Jersey tour, I have made a bit out of saying the words fuck Montclair at every show. <gasps> when I'm in Atlantic County, Ocean County, Burlington County, they have applauded the idea of fuck Montclair. And then I have said, out of those of you who clapped, 
Like in Burlington County, Nick, you were at that show. I was like, I know yeah. for a fact, some of you just clapped the idea of fuck Montclair and you've never been to Montclair, right? And they clap again. Conceptually, <laughs> Montclair might represent this a little. I think we might need to put Montclair as an essential ingredient because out of all, and look, there's a bunch of these towns. Every county starts to have its towns that are sort of like the regarded as the cultural hub that might turn its nose up a little bit. Andrea has explained to me that I believe it's uh no, it's not, it, not cinnamon. It's uh Collingswood. Collingswood is in Camden County. Andrea's told me that's a little bit of the Montclair, but I think Montclair might represent this to the entire state for decades now. Oh, I don't know. It's still too, it still has too heavy of a New York influence, but those other places are influenced by Philly, like that kind of money. And again, and I think Red Bank is. But like, I get what you're saying. The overall like mentality, sort of. But the, eh. that type of town know, is spread out. The resent town where yeah. you go fucking, they think they're part of New York. Have you like received any like bad fallout on your fuck Montclair campaign besides like it's not, not wanting to be the mayor that one time? I wouldn't say it's a campaign. Oh, I know. But you know, hey, you're just going everywhere and no, saying it. That's okay. I will say this. I, I will say my friends who live in Montclair. <laughs> I have like my friend Keith, he's one of my best friends. And he straight up says to me, he'll be like, I'm not a Jersey guy. I'm a Montclair person. And I'm like, you're the fucking problem that the rest of us wow. have. Where's <sighs> Jeremy Schneider? I feel you're Montclair, bad. but you're not in New Jersey. Dude, he's a city burn, guy who moved down their house down. He's got no interest in connecting with Jersey. Like, I'm like, dude, you're right next to fucking text me his address. Later. Like I could, I could tell you 10 things. He's like, I just hang out in Montclair in the city. Whereas like Jeremy Schneider grew up there and he's become a good friend and a good friend to the show. Like almost, I would say like one of the fringe people that we consider part of the New Jersey is the world gang. And he's like, dude, you kind of go hard at Montclair and it's not all like that. And I'm like, I know it's not all like that, but when you grow up right over the border in West Orange, that's the part you get mad at. And I think Bloomfield kids and Clifton kids and Little Falls people say the same. He's like, I know, I know. So... I go hard at it. All, I did I, go to an event recently where the mayor of Montclair was there and someone was like, do you want to meet him? And I was kind of like, yeah. And he seemed like a real good guy. But I was also like, man, I've been fucking shitting on this town all over the state and I got to chill out and do the right thing and be like, I don't have a right to shake it, shake his hand right now. Like, But it's all in good fun. If I want to be clear. If you've been at the shows, everybody knows that I'm joking hardcore about it. So I'm not actually out here shitting on Montclair. Now I'm backtracking and being a little weasel about it. Um, I've had a lot of fun. I'm shitting on Montclair. I've had a lot of fun talking. You shit on Maplewood harder than you shit on Montclair tonight, for sure. The city of regret. <laughs> That's why. Are we in agreement that Montclair can represent the Ugh. artier town that's a social and cultural hub that maybe the rest of the area resents but patronizes their businesses for the arts and culture? All right. I'll, 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 sure. I'll agree to that. I do think... Red Bank, Lambertville are also very close candidates, but I think probably Frenchtown is in that conversation. Yeah. I think Collingswood is in this conversation. There's a few others. Pulling Frenchtown out like that. Shit. There's a few others. What's that? I said pulling Frenchtown out. I haven't heard that. Frenchtown's getting there. Frenchtown's like a little, you want to go for like a nice. I'm going to have to go there. You want to go for like a nice brunch and then pick up some antiques? Along the river? Yeah, I do. Yeah, it's great. Frenchtown's fucking awesome. It's awesome. You know what we left out of this 
particular conversation. I don't know how he left this out. Morristown. Oh, oh yeah, Morristown. 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 I did just yeah. Not Maurice. Morristown. <laughs> that was the whole thing. Not Morristown. Jesus Christ! When I found out about that one. That's um, <laughs> yeah. But I will say, as as our resident more, uh, you know, re- current Morris County resident. Actually, Hallie just tonight was in Morristown and came back and was like, I think we moved here and then COVID decimated Morristown. We've been kind of down on Morristown as far as one huh. of I've I kind of felt like in the conversation of these towns, which it's absolutely one of those towns, I'm like, man, Morristown has, since we've moved out here, has felt kind of just like Hoboken Jr. in a lot of ways. And like huh. post Maxwell's Hoboken Jr., like there's some good restaurants, there's some overrated restaurants, there's like music and theater, but it's it's not the hippest version of it, but the county does show up and drink there. Mike D, you and I stopped by Coniglio's on St. Patrick's Day without realizing we were traveling into Morristown's on St. Patrick's yeah. Day. And it was just like <laughs> drunk fucking jabronis everywhere. Oh, that's the worst. It was. Yeah, that's- so but Hallie just tonight was like, you know what? There's a bunch of shit opening in Morristown, and I think the pandemic might have hit that town harder than we realized when we moved here. So maybe I want to give it more credit credit than it gets due, but I don't think it holds a candle to Red Bank or Montclair. But you're right. Absolutely a big part of this conversation. Absolutely. In, re- in regards to St. Patrick's Day and, and uh, being the best town, I'm going to argue this because I've been to so many St. Patrick's Days now. Fucking Belmar is the bomb. Like, as far as a fantastic parade that was so long I couldn't believe it representing like oh my god every fire truck you've ever seen in your entire life marching bands Shillelagh brothers brothers and stuff like that it's just it, it was top notch it was like something I had never seen in my life before maybe being in New York it's like this but it's like Belmore was spectacular but I don't know it's totally off topic but now I want to go over the essential ingredients that we've already agreed upon because I think oh, it's a pretty fantastic list. This is a big... That if New Jersey only contained New Brunswick, Edison, Point Pleasant, Shipbottom, and Montclair, that these are essential ingredients. But uh, these are not... Shipbottom th- still throws me off when I hear it with all those other towns. Well, it represents all of LBI. Represents all of LBI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We just picked the part of LBI that's sort of the most... In a lot of people's opinions, I would say that Shipbottom is one of the parts of LBI that's most accessible to all at some point yeah. you're going to hang out there or sleep in a house there you got atlantic city we tabled no, we atlantic city it. we tabled okay. nork and patterson i think before we get back to those conversations there's a few other essential <laughs> ingredients like we were saying that part of what's beautiful about the edison thomas river wayne <laughs> conversation is those are suburbs where you meet people from them all the time you go all over the country you'll meet people from jersey and very often they're from edison toms river or wayne it's just true it's just true that it's not shocking to be in fucking georgia or or oregon and meet somebody from jersey where are you from wayne toms river edison that's kind of almost a cliche that there's just so many people that come from there but does you don't know much i would argue that there's other towns that are very representative of Jersey of like a town where as soon as you meet somebody from that town, you go, Oh, (laughs) like that's another type of Jersey town. Like I'll say Belleville is the type of Jersey town that you meet someone and they tell you you're from Belleville and you just go, okay. So I know that you don't take shit. You don't let people talk shit to you. You'll fucking fight in a diner parking lot and you'll be laughing with it. And not all Belleville people are like that, but they know why you're saying that. You know, 
I think we might need one of these towns that's like, what's the type of town that you hear somebody's from there? And you go, oh, I know a lot about where you're from, motherfucker. Clifton's another one I would say of like, you fucking sneak into fucking underground sewage tunnels. Nope. You sk- you probably skateboard. You probably get kicked out of parking lots for hanging out with skater kids. Like, what's in one Cherry of these towns Hill that's just like- is one of those towns. Cherry Hill. I think that's true. And that also might incorporate the Philly influence in a way that we haven't paid as much respect to tonight. Especially towns with great hockey teams. Because anywhere I ever went, people are like, where are you from? Like, especially living in upstate New York and everywhere else. Like, ugh. You're not from Tom's River, are you? It's like a known thing. And I think the reason for that is because a lot of people are, you know, moved to Tom's River. They're from other parts of northern New Jersey and maybe New York. But anyway. Cherry Hill's a great choice, Mike, because I feel like, again, not all Cherry Hill people are like this, but somebody tells me they're from Cherry Hill. I'm like, all right, you're a fucking mall rat. You snuck into Philly instead of New York when you were a teenager, when you guys wanted to buy drugs. You went to either Camden or Philly instead of Newark or New York. Cherry Hill is also the type of place where I feel like they wouldn't be offended if I was like, oh, if you guys couldn't find weed, you'd just get fucked up on Robitussin. Like that, I feel like nobody in Cherry, people in Cherry Hill would probably be like, yeah, fucking guilty as charged, bro. And they wouldn't get mad at you. Like a little rough and tumble, even though maybe it's not all like that, but that's the outside perception. I think there's, I think there's real validity to Cherry Hill being an essential ingredient to this. I don't know. Nick, what do you think? I'm all I cherry. I think you're right. Like Cherry Hill is just one of these places. It's um, you got the Philly thing. Anytime you're outside of a major city, it's gonna like influence you. And there's, you know, you're still a suburban kid. Like, it's all part of it. I think Cherry Hill as a Philly connected representative of that type of town that gets a chuckle when you hear someone's from there because you start assuming they're a little bit of a shit talker and shit kicker. In that Belleville way, in that. I think Cherry Hill wins, but what are some of the other towns that strike me as this? Um, Pensauken. Pensauken has yeah, that down south, Nick? Yes. Everybody I know from Pensauken is definitely like Good one. badasses. Yes. I think there's a lot of truth to this. I, I think that this is fair. I think Cherry Hill goes on this list as the representative of this type of town. Pensauken is a good one. Yeah. There's just a lot of towns spread all over the state where in different counties people know, oh, kids from there are kind of fucking wild. And I think Cherry Hill has that. Cherry Hill is kind of like, I, I associate Cherry Hill and Tom's River as similar towns in some ways, but I know less about Tom's River. Whereas I know Cherry Hill, the people are going to have a Philly accent. Give him. And they're going to fight in a Wawa parking lot at least once in their high school experience. Right? Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> eating hoagies. Eating bagels. What else? Now, I do think we need to think about both a northern and southern representative of the less traveled part of New Jersey. I'm thinking we need something that speaks Pine Barrens in the south, something that speaks Warren Sussex up north as far as, granted, the essential ingredients are a little bit more of the city and the northeast corridor stretch and the Jersey shoreline train stretch. But I do think it's not Jersey if you can't drive to the Pine Barrens and scare the shit out of yourself, or if you can't go out like way west past Rockaway and start feeling like it's real desolate, you know, go camping out there or something. You guys agree, disagree? Yeah, I think each, I think we need a mountain ecosystem town and a Pine Barrens ecosystem town to like round off the list. I have a 
good option for the South one. Up north, I'm thinking Hackettstown. Netcong. Netcong has <laughs> Wild Kong. West City, and it's real close to uh, Waterloo Village out there. I'm thinking Sparta. I'm thinking... Sparta's too weird. Sparta, yeah. I mean, the presence of Lake Mohawk makes it too strange. Hackettstown is a pretty good... It's a jumping place. I will say Hackettstown has enough going on, but it's a clear-cut hub for a lot of the surrounding area that's a lot more desolate. Got a good chopper, too. um, I would put maybe Dover on this list. It's a little more remote. What county is Dover in? Morris. Dover's Morris? Nah, this needs to be from... It's a hundred percent fucking Morris. No, no, no. I, I'm saying uh, you're right. It is. A, it's on that other side of Morris from me. But I, I think this town needs to be more Warren and Sussex counties. Wantage. I think Hackettstown might be the move on this. I was going to say West Milford, but that's not quite remote enough. Maybe. And that's Passaic County. Still Newton. Newton is the Sussex County seat. That whole area is like kind of, even though they're different counties, like kind of encompasses geographic area that's mountainous and there's waterways and lakes and stuff like that. I'm voting Hackettstown. I don't know what you guys think. Hackettstown has a little main street. It's got a couple breweries on it, a couple distilleries, but overall it's like the place where you go if you're from out in Warren County and you don't want to travel 45 minutes to have something to do. So I think it's really a hub for the entire culture we're talking about of that sort of more remote, Warren slash Sussex vibe. And I know they get mad when you lump them together, but we do. We lump Warren and Sussex together. Are we okay with this? Yeah, because it's close enough and the town is small enough that you can get out into the wilderness, which is sort of the point, I think, of this choice, right? Yes, yes. It is. You could... Hackettstown is a town that you could easily be staying at some state park up north. And if you're there for a few nights and want to duck out to go get dinner, you're getting dinner in Hackettstown. It's the, it's the veins and capillaries that run out of Hackettstown lead directly into that more mountainous side of the state. Nick, I want to pass the ball to you for our more Pine Barren South Jersey representative of the same thing. Ah, you know, it's hard. Like once you start listing all those things and I, and I hate to say it, I was, I was thinking of more uniqueness as far as like, um, a short town that has like a lot of history and accessibility in different ways. I was thinking like a Tuckerton kind of thing, right? Cause it's a seaport and has a lot of history associated with it. That's great. But it doesn't have all the other things that the other, um, Hackenstown represents. So the closest thing to that I can think of in like Southern Ocean County would probably be, like Stafford Township area, like Ocean Area, because you have this like residential area, you have accessibility to the ocean, you have the accessibility to tra- transportation. There is art and stuff there. There's not like a place to go see like music that I'm aware of, like except for the local venues, like your local bar or like here or there or whatever. There's a lot of venues in LBI and stuff like that. Um, but you also have accessibility to the Pine Barrens. And you can either go north or south of there very closely and see a lot of diversity, but you can still have all the things that you want in your res- regular civilized life. And that sounds weird, but I don't know. Maybe I, that's how I'm looking at. No, Hackenstein. I tell you, I'm looking at Stafford township on the map and it's, it's kind of an amazing choice, Nick, because it's almost entirely surrounded by state parks. Like it's down right. Right. It's a Stafford forge. There's like Wharton state forest. There's right there yeah. down near Manahawken over on the shore side. But then when you, 
look west on that, it's immediately, yeah, Stafford Forge is right there. All kinds of wildlife management areas. I think Penn State Forest, Bass River is right there. Forked River is right there. Wharton is right there. I think this is a great choice, Nick. If you, it's an I, like by. I lived in that area. I lived in Waretown. It's an like it's actually an amazing part of New Jersey. I really have you know. I know I live in Monmouth County now, but if I could, I'd probably move back to that area again. To view Stafford Township as the culinary pathway that represents. <laughs> Like in in the same way that certain spices or seasonings give things a flavor that you go, oh, this tastes like it represents a Mediterranean diet or a South Asian diet. The idea that Stafford Township could be the pathway into all of those South Jersey state parks. I'm willing to stand by that. Mike D? Yeah, I've I've been through there too. I I agree. That's like very representative of the nature pine barrens focused kind of south jersey town that is an essential ingredient that we can't leave off okay now we've got new brunswick as our college town edison as our sedate suburb that also gives us uh the lineage proud jersey tradition of being a landing point for immigrant communities point pleasant as the ski ball and ski vots jersey shore ship bottom as the lbi family jersey shore we've got Montclair as the artsy town that offers so much culture that everyone travels to, but the surrounding area sort of resents. Um, we've got Cherry Hill as our, you hear that someone's from there and you assume that that kid has done some weird shit in their life and will have a lot of stories about high school, uh, which Cherry Hill might actually be filling the West Orange slot in some ways, in uh-huh. some ways. Cherry Hill might be, we might be handing the crown to that so please our cherry hill people who listen understand that west orange people like to be the ones that people are like oh god they that you gotta fucking hear their stories um we've got hackettstown representing the mountains we've got stafford township representing the pine barrens are there any other culinary ingredients we feel like we need to deal with before we deal with the city's issue there is one that we're missing what's that we need the prototypical weird town. You okay. cannot have a New okay. Jersey dish without, for example, a Brown's Mill might be one. Brown's Mill. Brown's Mill as the desolate. Now, this is a little bit my area of expertise from my weird New Jersey background. I would say the two towns that were known for having the highest concentration of weird New Jersey shit. I would argue were Totowa and especially West Milford. I was West Milford, West Milford was the Milford. other one I was thinking. West Milford has Clinton Road. <laughs> it had Demon's Alley before they knocked it down. Has the plane in the woods. Had that great article about the abandoned train car in the woods, which I have no idea if that's still there. Uh, and West Milford people, when you meet them, much love to my West Milford people. When you meet them, they do kind of have a... A, a wink and nod about how strange their town is. If we're looking for a weird town, I think it, it almost, in my mind, almost has to be West Milford. I'd go with that because the jet in the wood is strange. Clinton Road is also very strange. That's a lot for one fairly small town to have. I would also say, too, West Milford is a town that is, for many people, spread throughout the state. Even in South Jersey, if they've heard of West Milford, it's probably because of Clinton Road. It's probably because of their their weird contributions. So I think it's perfect. I don't know if Bonaduce has any. Yeah, I like the weird stuff, but I'm thinking like more like um, 
weird as in the populace of the people who live in a particular town is there like a, any other towns coming is there to a mind? town that's that has the highest weirdo concentration that you can think of in new jersey like west orange there's there's <laughs> i mean west orange is definitely <laughs> fucking up there man especially my old neighborhood but as far as weird landmarks that's a hard one you know like there's high concentrations but it's yeah i think west milford no offense to the people also has a lot of weird people man <laughs> i'm sure that's everywhere they kind of do the Dude, when I realized that West Milford is part of Passaic County, it's the same county as Patterson, I was flabbergasted by that, dude. Flabbergasted. I was like, damn, that makes it even stranger, man, that it's like the outlier to the Patterson Metro experience. And it's West Milford where like people are rocking the fucking camo cargo pants and boots when they just go shopping at for food. Like Damn, that's a fucking crazy ass county, man. I mean, uh, for Nick, for your question, for per capita weird people, <laughs> I would have to nominate the Silver Lake section of Belleville, which must have per capita more bizarre weirdos wandering around than any other place in the continental United States. But, dude, that whole Route 23 stretch, Wanakue, Butler. Riverdale, like all those towns have fucking freakazoids walking around, man. And it's part of what makes them fun. But West Milford, I think, is a little bit of the gravity that pulls all those towns in that direction. But obviously, I mean, there's so many towns that get fucking strange. I mean, West Milford is good because it's in internationally known for having weird <laughs> stuff in it. This small New Jersey town. Let's do it. Let's, let's commit to it and, and understand yes. the, the episode's running long, so we're going to commit to some <laughs> things. I will also put out there, is there any world in which we want to put, not even as an ingredient, but almost as a garnish, the town of Jackson? Because Jackson has Pine Barrens connections. Jackson. It has kids you meet from Jackson where you know absolutely nothing about them. It has the tiger lady where all the tigers escaped from that lady's property, which is a weird thing. And most importantly of all, it has Great Adventure, which is probably our most utilized theme park. And Jersey is known for all of our weird fucked up theme parks. Is it worth putting Jackson as sort of a catch-all yes. of a lot of things we taught, talked about tonight? Plus, plus Great Adventure. And outlet stores. And It's outlet got stores. outlet stores. It's got Brooklyn Square, which is one of the legendary pizza places Fucking in recent that. times. But I would say I almost don't even think of Jackson as the ingredient. I think of it as like the orange slice balanced on the edge of the plate if it's Chinese food. You know what I mean? Like a fantastic garnish. But I would throw Jackson in there as so many. I mean, we, you, you want to talk about weird people. A couple of my old roommates are from Jackson, and everyone they brought around at Rutgers was a fucking oddball. All those kids in Jackson – are like, hey man, we all own like multiple paintball guns. And if you want me to show you how to fuck with the giraffes, I know the back entrance to the safari. Like it is prototypical of a lot of shit we've said to It's me. like when when the when the when the waitress brings your meal to the table and she pulls out this large wooden thing and says, Would you like a little bit of fresh Jackson on that? and spins it. That's yes. that's kind of exactly yes. what it is. It's the cracked pepper or the parmesan. Yes, let's throw some Jackson on it. Well done, gents. So this brings us to two major contributions, uh, conversations rather. The first one is easier. Do we consider Atlantic City as a primary ingredient, which I'll go with if you both vote yes, 
or do we say that it's the necessary side dish to the New Jersey main course? I think it's its own main course. That's what I'm going to say. That's it. I won't argue. Atlantic it. City? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going as a side. Yeah, I'm agreeing with that. I think it's a, a, a separate add-on. You can go to you go to Atlantic City for a la carte service. I would say that Atlantic City is in some ways almost like a loaded baked potato. Like if you want to have a calorie-filled <laughs> night, you can be a maniac and get it as a side. But if you want to feel full, you could get by on just Atlantic City. Great. So we're gonna put this as the loaded baked potato on the side. It's the dim. It's the dim sum experience. There you go. There you go. There you go. Which brings us back to. We've got all the ingredients here except for this city. Jersey City has been brought up. Patterson, Camden, Trenton, Nork. They represent slightly different things. I'm wondering if Jersey City is the answer because in some ways it seems like Jersey City might just be like where a lot of the other cities are headed, but it's a solid decade ahead of the curve. Maybe. Jersey City, though, is... You lived there a long time. It's like, a, you know, it's a, better than the rest of us. It's essentially a suburb of Manhattan. In the same way Hoboken is. In the same way, and love both places, but that's, it does not have a distinct is New Jersey identity in the same, In the, it, it has a distinct identity, but it doesn't have a distinct New Jersey identity in the same way that Newark or Patterson does. Right. Or even Camden. Because growing up in, let's also say this, growing up in New Jersey, we went to, Ho we went to Hoboken for one reason. Which was Maxwell's. Yes. And Maxwell's is closed now. So Max Hoboken, when Maxwell's was still open, Hoboken would have solidly been in the Montclair, Red Bank, Morristown, Collingswood conversation. Solidly. Now that Mo Maxwell's is closed, there's not as much of a reason to go there for, when you're a Jersey. For us kid. though, but that's just because For us. For us. A lot of people do go there for that reason. It's just not our thing. You know, like we're just not big like Right. It we're not big like Vuvuzela bar crawl people, you know, but. Right. It's a little bit more of that now. It has a little bit more of that sort of college-y, like you said, Manhattanite partying there because they old. live there so that it has that vibe on the week. Sure. They're old. Point well, being, they're old, they're old and have money. the essential growing up in Jersey experience is less that and a little bit more. Let's be honest. The city nearby that the suburban kids go to buy weed and a little more of that vibe, which is not Hoboken in Jersey City. Nork, Patterson, Camden, Trenton, yes. And we can be honest about that here. We don't bullshit on New Jersey's the world. Those are the big four. We had a big debate where it seemed like it came down to Nork and Patterson. I feel less bad about excluding Camden. That's our North Jersey bias, but I think the South Jersey, Philly area people will agree. If we're giving you Cherry Hill as the like suburb full of shit talky kids when we're three West Orange people, we've given you a real big peace offering on that. So I think we can remove Camden. So is it Nork or Patterson? This became the debate instantly out of the gate and we need to settle it now before we end this episode. I'm, I'm throwing my hat in with Patterson still. Okay. I think it's the more, it's the more distilled version, the less complicated version of a New Jersey city. If that's the point, I agree wholeheartedly. But I don't think simplicity is necessarily the representation that Nick, do you care enough? Do you care enough to go to bat for Nork? Because now I'm wavering. No, I'm not. I'm not even. I'm just saying, like, I, if you're talking about simplicity and like making things less complex, yes, from the outside, I'm sure it is 
less it's I mean, everything's less complex than Newark, right? <laughs> I'll put this out here. So that's that's a thing. So if you want to like try and distill it, yes, I'll, I'll go with the Patterson representation. Though though I think it's I will say this. I get it. Yes. And I'm right on the fence. And before I was pretty convinced of Patterson and Nick, you were the one who held the line. But I will put this out here. There is one other major difference between those cities, which is that everyone in this state and literally millions of people not from this state touch base with Newark because of the airport on a regular basis. Or just catting on like a train or anything else. Right. So. Pass through both Penn Station and Broad Street. I think that makes it a very distinctly different place. That's maybe part of my argument. In, but know. I'm starting to think, does that lean it more towards being the most representative yeah, Jersey City just because of people's familiarity with it? Whereas North Camden Trenton, if you live in the area, sure. Not, not so much familiarity, like more of like involvement right. with it part of the ecosystem whether you want to or not to be yeah exactly part of the ecosystem many many more people pass through Nork than patterson because of the airport so i'm starting to think there's also devils there's also you know, devils passes games through fucking patterson the devils games there. driving on route 80 and you're going west you drive through fucking patterson unless you have to go through it like you're not going to stop you there. drive through it on 80 but you have to make a choice to get off and stop at patterson unless you're from that surrounding Passaic Valley area, right. which you bounce in and out. If you're trying to get home or something, like you're not going to stop in Patterson. I'm starting to lean a little bit because of the transit hubs, the airport, and the Prudential Center. A lot of Jersey people, you know, spend time on the ground in places in Newark. So I'm starting to think that, Mike D. Although I do agree with you that in a lot of ways, Patterson is a slightly more accessible cultural experience. In some sense, I'm starting to lean Nork. We're gonna, and we're going long on this episode already. We're gonna have to vote then. Okay, this might be something that we leave. Maybe we should let the listeners decide. Cliffhanger. Leave. Let the listeners decide. I vote with the listeners. Listeners decide. We all know we need one big city. Call in. Make your argument. Goddamn. We it. need one big city, but we need you to tell us nine seven three seven eight zero four six six zero, or of course. Leave comments on the Patreon, but I think we will leave this one open-ended. There's been a lot of great arguments for Nork, a lot of great arguments for Patterson. I think that the South Jersey people might step in and go, okay, you gave us Cherry Hill, but Camden cannot be off the table as part of this. I want to hear from you. There might be some people that want to go to bat for Jersey City. We want to hear from you. What is, and I think, would we all agree with this? This is feeling like a dish to me that is an Italian dish that has a lot of what I would call doodads in the pasta. And that the pot, the city that we're talking about is the pasta. That's the angel hair or that's the rigatoni, you know, the spaghetti that you're, you're not going to eat all of it, but it's the base upon which the rest of it stands. Mm. This is a pasta dish that has a lot of stuff floating in it. Edison is probably the sauce that blankets the whole thing as the nondescript suburb. And then everything else we said represents either a spice or a little bite of something that's floating in that gravy. A little sausage. But what? It's like pasta vazul. Yeah. But what is the nature of this pasta? Is it Nork, which is a little bit more of your rigatoni? Is it Patterson, which might be a little bit more of an angel hair? Is it Camden, which is a little bit more of a spaghetti or whatnot? 
we need to hear from you. We simply put, cannot decide. What we do know is that we've got a great series of ingredients here. <laughs> New Brunswick, Edison, Point Pleasant, Ship Bottom, Montclair, Cherry Hill, Hackettstown, Stafford Township, <laughs> West Milford, and Jackson. Thank God, you wrote it all down. Thank God. Atlantic City as the loaded baked potato that is your way too heavy side dish. <laughs> and then we got to decide which of Jersey's great cities is the pasta base. So everybody, thanks for listening. Hate to leave you if you feel a little bit unfulfilled, but we need your feedback to decide this one. And I would do it through the voicemail line at 973-780-4660 or over at patreon.com slash New Jersey is the world. Any closing thoughts from you gents? Yes. At our next, I want everyone to keep an eye out for our new book coming out soon <laughs> from Ski Ball to Ski Vots, A History of New Jersey, which will be hit, hitting bookstores sometime early next year. That may be my greatest cultural contribution to New Jersey yes. is coining that phrase Absolutely. in this episode that there's parts of the shore where you want a little ski ball, a little ski vots, and that's why you go. You want both. Point Pleasant as the representative for that. A place where I did once get, I did once was not dressed properly. So my parents bought me a white sweatshirt with an airbrushed Spider-Man mask on it and my name, Chris, with a star above the eye. That's awesome. That's what you want. Little ski ball, little ski You were 32 when that happened. I was 32 years old. I was 32 <laughs> years old. I was 45 before I got my first embroidered jacket. So, hey, listen. There you go. Nick, your closing thoughts on this delicious, delicious stew. I don't know, but like, you know, my head immediately goes to like, you know, um, thinking of uh, our next episode is like, if I were a slice of pizza, what kind of slice of pizza would I be and where would I be from? And why is that slice of pizza the better than anywhere else in New Jersey? So think about that. Call in. I also want to put out there for everybody, we may have left out major categories. We may have overlooked towns. May there might have. be people who know Salem, Gloucester, and Cumberland bigger than you know, way better than we do, going, how could you leave out Vineland? Call out and explain why. Call us up, you know. Um, we may have included things that you would say, I, I think it's non-essential. I don't know if we need the artsy, pretentious town. Argue with us. This episode's built for it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, how's it going? This is the voice of super producer and editor Carson Cop here to wrap up the episode for you. Cliffhanger, the audaciousness, the audacity. You have a problem with this audacity? You should call the line. The home office of New Jersey's The World at 973-780-4660 and let us know how you feel about it, where you would cast your votes in regards to this delicious meal that we are making out of the state of New Jersey. I love it. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, we're doing this again. Mark those calendars. Saturday, December 23rd, Christmas Eve Eve at the Ghost Hawk Brewery, 321 River Road. Clifton, New Jersey, kicking off at 7.30. One band for your holiday listening enjoyment. Jersey City's own CR and the Nuns performing a double wide set to offer up a background for you to schmooze with your fellow listeners and the hosts of New Jersey is the World. I know that I'll be in attendance, as will others, but as the holidays go, who the heck knows? There is no RSVP. There is no admission. You just park and roll up. The show starts at 7.30. CR and the Nuns will perform two sets. There will be beer. There will be Rut's Hut across the street. And there will be camaraderie. What more could you ask for on the eve of the eve of Christmas? Anyway, the most important part of what I'm doing right now 
further encourage you to bang the line of the home office of New Jersey is the world at 973-780-4660 in regards to commentary that you may have on this episode or any episode that you have listened to so far. Or go completely rogue with some random New Jersey crap that you want to throw into the stew here we are creating in real time at New Jersey is the world. I will spare you all the stuff that you probably know already. If you want to listen to our podcast, which you're already doing, you can find us wherever you find your podcasts or at patreon.com. We are on Instagram at New Jersey is the world. And of course, you can find us on the greater internet at New Jersey is the world.com. One more time, if you want to reach out and participate in this rolling circus that we are creating once again in real time, you can hit us up at 973-780-4660. I hope you all are having a lovely day. I hope that this lovely day rolls into a lovely week, month, and the remainder of the year. Be awesome. Stay awesome, ladies and gentlemen, because you're already there. This is Carson Cop, producer and editor, signing off. There ain't nothing gonna stop me Cause